Today on CityCast Chicago, after multiple extensions, the eviction moratorium is ending this week. Property owners can start filing the paperwork to evict renters impacted by the pandemic. That means tenants are going to be out on the street. They're going to have a negative rental history, so that's going to make it difficult for them to rent someplace else. We talk about who will be most affected and what they can do for some help. It's Monday, July 26th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Last March, Governor Pritzker declared that eviction orders cannot be enforced for residential properties. It was still early in the pandemic. You remember back then? We were so confused, scared, unsure. I mean, COVID cases continued to go up. Unemployment numbers also rose. The governor has extended the eviction moratorium every single month. Not anymore. On August 1st, property owners can file the paperwork to evict tenants behind on rent. That's this coming Sunday. But there are still resources and money available. Donna Clark helps people get to that money. Donna is with the NHS, or Neighborhood Housing Services of Chicago. Donna, NHS normally just works with homeowners, but the pandemic has changed that, right? What was the thinking behind that shift? I said to the team, like, this is a pandemic. We all found ourselves with this convergence of crises, right? And this is about housing stability, and that includes renters, and that includes homeowners. And so what are those essential, you know, services that both of these groups need? And so, you know, we worked with the city of Chicago to uh, do housing assistance. So early on in the pandemic, we did our part to administer, you know, a grant program. We gave out $1,000 grants to both renters renters and landlords or homeowners. You know, we got about two and a half million dollars. Um, we have about, uh, you know, a million dollars left in mortgage assistance to uh, help there. You know, especially with a small unit landlord, it provides 35% of all the rentals in Chicago. That's huge. And most of those are the affordable rentals. So we want to try to help preserve that. What are your anticipations for numbers? Because we're getting so many different estimates of how many people might be looking for resources. Between the city and the state, I think they're probably closing in on 85,000 applications. I am sure that there's easily probably another twenty-five to 30,000 people, if not more than that, that will need some kind of help. This is not a short-term thing. This is going to be a long-term issue. It's going to take us a long time to recover. The worst thing that people can do is not say anything or not do anything. Do you have a sense of what neighborhoods might be impacted more? What we've seen in some of the, you know, programs that we've uh, administered, it's, you know, areas like Roseland, Sometimes Auburn Gresham, beautiful community, but definitely gets hit hard. Even Chatham, some parts of Austin on the west side, the North Lawndale, those communities definitely get hit. But, you know, when I look at just normally, you know, for all the foreclosure filings in the city, the south side attribute, you know, contributes about 34 percent of the foreclosure filings on a normal basis. And then the west side, another 15 percent. 
So that's incredible, you know? And so those communities and uh, are getting hit. Those are predominantly African-American wow. communities, right? And we're only 30% of the population. And it, normally, unemployment is twice as high as the rest of the city. You know, during the pandemic, we were out there and we were going, here are some financial strategies to get you through this. When you listen to people's testimonials, individuals who are seeking resources, people who've obtained them, who may have otherwise faced even more hardship, what are the commonalities that you're hearing in these stories? Unemployment was the huge one. It was that or that they were more exposed because they were in those essential, the the lower wage, you know, essential positions. And so didn't have the luxury to sit home and, and bake bread, right? Or garden, those kind of things. And still, or, you know, or having a computer at home was, mm-hmm. you know, was a luxury, right? So it's those kind of things that, that we kind of take for granted, Um you know, in 2021, that doesn't always exist in some of these communities. When I was looking into the rental assistance programs, one of the things that I noticed was that particularly with, I believe, the city and the state that in order to get rental assistance, you had to work with your landlord so that the money could flow straight to them. Does the rental assistance program that the NHS Chicago oversees, does it work the exact same way? Yeah, it works the exact same way. So it is part of this allocation. Um, I guess the thing that's unique is that we are here, you know, to help navigate that relationship between the two. Because we know that, you know, the in some cases, the relationship is broken down between the tenant and the landlord. So we want to kind of mediate that relationship um, and just make them, they're dependent upon each other, right, for this to work. And so the additional services that we can offer is, you know, we have a counseling team that can sit down with either the tenant or the landlord and help them, you know, kind of create a budget. You know, the key is, is that, you know, when somebody has a negative financial event, that can impact them for a a decade. I don't want people to fall into foreclosure. I don't want them to get tagged on their rental history or damage their credit where, you know, then we're spending a decade getting them out of that situation. What would you tell someone who's listening to this who maybe doesn't have a great relationship with their landlord or property owner and they've also applied for programs and maybe not got accepted and they feel just extremely heartbroken what would you advise me to tell them? So I'd advise you to tell them is to come into our office. That's what our, you know, that's what our counselors are for, right? Those are the people that are going to give you that injection of energy. Because I know there's a lot of application fatigue out there right now. There are all these programs. There's a lot of confusion. You know, what do I apply to? That's why, you know, you want to give us a call, talk to our client services people, talk to our counselors. They're going to help you navigate through the process. You mentioned earlier that you all still have money in your rental assistance program. Are you all currently accepting applications? We are still accepting applications. Nice. So if anybody is listening to this and thinks, I ran out of time to apply for state or Chicago rental assistance, as of now, they can still apply with the NHS Chicago. Yes. 
Are there any other resources or protections or programs that renters and homeowners should be aware of? I would look to the utility companies because I think that's kind of the next wave where a lot of people haven't paid their utilities. And so they they have on an ongoing basis kind of assistance programs. So I would look to your utility companies for that. Keep an eye out in the fall for the home assistance We, again, we have, you know, a small grant program for mortgage assistance right now. And then obviously the rental Mm -hmm. assistance. So good million dollars. That's, you know, it's a lot of money to be able to help some of the, the, you know, renters and landlords that weren't able to take advantage of the programs that just closed. You have to be resourceful, but, you know, there's, there's assistance out there. Donna Clark is the chief operating officer of Neighborhood Housing Services of Chicago, Thank you for joining us on CityCast to catch us up. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The City Council officially starts the ward remapping process today. After a decade of demographic and political shifts, the 50 wards could look a little different soon. Who knows? Maybe they'll add another lobster to the map. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the second ward. A month from reopening, Chicago Public Schools announced that teachers, students, and staff will all be required to wear masks indoors, whether or not they've been vaccinated. And some good news to get you through. After weeks of courting support and pushback, a temporary outdoor skating rink has officially opened in West Garfield Park. Located at Madison and Pulaski, You can rent some free skates or bring your own. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Yeah, Mr. Krabs. He a crab. That don't, that's not what that makes sense. Anyway. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) All right, cool.